I'm Bryce Pappenbrook, and this is a Toonami Faithful podcast exclusive. Hey, Toonami Faithful, this is Jim Nelson here with you, your esteemed announcer, and I am here at Anime Boston with the one, the only, Bryce Papenbrook, nice to meet you, sir. Great to meet you. Great to meet you. Thank you, sir. Um, so, how you like the Boston so far? Hey, Ben. I uh, love it. Love it so far. Uh, you know, just got in last night and can't wait to explore the city. Mm-hmm. Um, the architecture just looks awesome. Is this your first time here? First time in Boston. First time to Anime Boston mm-hmm. and uh, got warm welcome so far, so it's been great. Excellent. Well, I have a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Alright, let's do it. Okay, so, um, what did you do before you became a voice actor? Not how you got into it, but what did you do before that? Well, I started voice acting when I was eight, mm-hmm. so I went to elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I've, I've been in it growing up, so uh, I've, I've worked as an actor while going to college. I graduated from UCLA. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been a martial artist my entire life, mm-hmm. so um, I thought very seriously about being a professional Muay Thai fighter, mm-hmm. um, so I was very dedicated to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also a web designer. Stay, oh. stay busy, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, good things for uh, actors to have is other things in their bag of tricks, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely stayed busy. Excellent. So um, now your father was, uh, your father, may he rest in peace, Bob Papenbrook, he is actually on Toonami as the voice of Kengo in Outaka 7. Now, both your parents were voice actors. Did that influence your career to, uh, selection at all? Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into voice acting because of my father. Mm-hmm. I used to go and watch him work uh, on Power Rangers. Oh, and nice. yeah, which which was so cool. He was the skeleton dude, Rito Revolto. Yes, I love that arc. <laughs> so um, they would have all the monster costumes like up in the studio. Um, like as you walk in, there was like tons of monsters. And uh, I was absolutely a fan of the show. Mm-hmm. And um, I used to sit and watch him work. Mm-hmm. And one day they were in need of a kid, mm-hmm. and my dad's like, oh, throw Bryce in there. He's a pro. <laughs> Get him in there. And I jumped in, and that was it. Very much like father, like son. Um, so what was early, that early exposure to voice acting a gateway into anime? Because you deal, cause in Japan, Power Rangers is tokutatsu, giant monsters, special effects, stuff like that. Did that influence, uh, was that a gateway into anime for you at all? Um, well, I grew up watching anime, mm-hmm. um, but my uh, path into anime wasn't necessarily my choice. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, when you audition for things, you just kind of go with the flow, mm-hmm. especially when you're starting. You don't really have uh, a choice of what you get hired for. Right. So I happened to get hired um, for certain anime shows, and mm-hmm. that led led into more anime shows mm-hmm. and bigger roles in those anime shows mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that's just sort of where I ended up is is doing anime and, and video games uh, primarily yes um, so I mean it's awesome that yeah. that's the path that sort of happened and it wasn't necessarily me that 
pushed me that direction. Right. So, well, that's good. That's good to know. Um, aside from anime and video games, have you done any voice work at all? Uh, other than that, like you know, commercials, stage, theater, stuff like that. Oh, absolutely. I've I've done a few radio spots. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Red Bull commercial that nice. was out. Uh, not too far back. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I do what's called uh, Walla. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, the background noise, yes. Exactly. And uh, I've worked on a number of movies. I worked on uh, Warm Bodies, which mm-hmm. was so much fun being, <laughs> being a zombie for eight hours. Uh, uh, <laughs> a lot of that. <laughs> um, so, yeah, definitely. And I'm always reading for TV spots and radio spots mm-hmm. and, and other things. Yeah. So, um, now, uh, were you ever exposed to Toonami as a kid? Because some research showed that you were actually in a little-known series for the plot called Mare, if you remember that, if you might remember that one, maybe. Uh, absolutely. I was Jack. <laughs> he has a big shovel. <laughs> I, never, I never actually watched the show. That was around the time that I uh, was getting too busy for Toonami because I was getting into high school and I was in uh, stuff like that. So I ended up missing out on Mare. But gotcha. did you ever watch it yourself as a kid? Um... I watched some of Mare. Mm-hmm. Um, I did watch Dot Hack Sign, which was on Toonami, yep. and I am Shugo on that. Oh, wow. And this might be news for you, because mm-hmm. this was announced literally an hour, hour and a half ago. Yep. SAO, coming yep. to Toonami. Yes. Yes. All right. So yep. exciting. So um, exciting. Yeah, um, I can say from a personal thing, uh, as a quick aside, that was huge because um, I was actually sitting next to Jeremy Lay, and she was, I mean, you're not going to wipe that smile off her face for about two and a half weeks. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm really, really happy for both you and Jeremy, so congratulations. Thank you so much. I think we were both, you know, mm-hmm. just sort of like, come on, like wishing mm-hmm. that it would get there, and we weren't sure if they were going to take it or not, and it just seems like such a good fit. Yes. Like, it's just the, the right show for, for Toonami and, and something that's, you know, just awesome. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, that was one of the shows I, I saw that Anaplex actually did a panel. Uh, well, not a panel, a uh, poll on Facebook. And uh, Sword Art Online was always one of the top things. It was, uh, it was the big three were that. Madoka Magica and Fate Zero, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we—I I was going to accept all three because yeah, all awesome shows. Yeah. As much as a big a Madoka fanboy as I am, Sword Art Online I felt was uh, you know a little bit better tsunami material because it's not as heavy, not as philosophical. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and actually, leading into Sword Art Online, it was the big hit last summer for uh, anime streaming on you know sites like Crunchyroll, Hulu. If you were good and you listened and you uh, streamed it. Because you were good and streamed it, didn't you? Yes, of course. So anyway, um, what was it like to land the lead role of Kirito in that show? Uh, I mean, I was ecstatic. Mm-hmm. I was ecstatic. I had uh, just come off playing another lead mm-hmm. uh, in Rin in Blue Exorcist, which yes. is another awesome, awesome show. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I auditioned, I recognized the show. I had heard about it before. I'm like, oh, I, I really hope I get this one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was nervous that, you know, the characters would be too close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's really funny. Um, the director, Alex, if if I do something that sounds too close to Rin, he mm-hmm. just goes, hits the button, Rin, Rin, do it again, Rin, <laughs> Rin, get out of here, Rin. So I, I have to I, – I've spent a lot of time staying out of Rin territory. Yeah, so um, actually, a qu- actually a quick aside from that um, – 
Jeremy had also said, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right. Is, is it the sh or ch? Hard ch? I don't. Know. I said Jeremy. Jeremy. I think I think that's I think. it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I wasn't listening too well. <laughs> but um, with Jeremy um, said that she uh, marathoned a lot of uh, Sword Art Online before she uh, auditioned for it. Now, within this age of streaming anime and stuff like that. Is it easier for you to find a series for you to pick and choose and like, yes, that, you know? I, you know, it's really tough because I never know what series are going to come within my reach. Mm -hmm. I don't get to choose what I audition for. Mm -hmm. The audition comes in and I send it back. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I can recognize it once I have the audition and try to do like a little research and try mm -hmm. to find out more to make my audition as good as possible. But... I mean, I might see it, see something and go, oh, I love that part, and mm -hmm. it's recording in Canada, or <laughs> it's recording in Texas, and my reach just isn't there. They're not going to hire yeah. someone who's in L.A. and fly them over there to, mm -hmm. to do the role, or, mm -hmm. I mean, maybe they will if they really, really wanted me, but... Mm -hmm. um, to this point, it, it hasn't been like that. Mm -hmm. But uh, <laughs> I wish I could pick and choose which roles I play. Okay. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. um, but you just never know. You mm -hmm. never know where you're going to end up. And fortunately, I've landed these roles that are just awesome. Mm -hmm. um, and I've watched Blue Exorcist all the way through. I got to watch that all the way through before I recorded, and I did the same for SAO. Nice. Um, which is pretty rare, I feel, in, mm -hmm. in this industry. Um, normally, you go to work, you don't know what you're doing that day. Mm -hmm. So you got to make it up, you know, on the spot. You, don't, you have line 15 and line 273 in mm -hmm. episode 5 and line 27, you know, ra just random lines. Exactly. If you're an ancillary character, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, you can't. You don't really know what's going on, so you just trust the director. Okay, so yeah, you put complete and total faith. I'm of the belief that there are no bad actors, just bad directors. <laughs> so well, or subpar. I don't want to. I mean, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus here, but um, I, I believe that you know I've seen good actors uh, just get completely and totally misused in a lot of. Uh, it, instances. It, it does happen. Um, I feel really fortunate to be uh, with the director I'm I'm with on SAO, and mm -hmm. he's the same director from Blue Exorcist. So you got that familiarity there. So we're super comfortable, um, even down to uh, the engineer that's working with us. His name's right. Oscar. Yeah. Um, I mean, like we're super comfortable together. Alex and I are super comfortable together, mm -hmm. and uh, Hiraway, uh, the client from Aniplex. Yes. Um, I'm super comfortable with her. Like I feel very close with them, um, so I can do my best work. Mm -hmm. They can get the the best of what I can do, mm -hmm. and they really care about it being high quality and and really really good. And I find that Anaplexus dubs are usually very very good. Uh, there's a great stable of talent there. Um, yourself, you're a rising star as I see it. Because I mean, um, I heard you in. Um, uh, Jarara. Yes. And yes. I, felt, I felt that that was like, like, why isn't this guy getting more work again? You know, but, <laughs> not to be too suck up but at the same time. It's, well, it's, I, I really appreciate that. You yeah. know, I, I go in and, and I do the best I can every, mm -hmm. you know, every time I step in the booth and, mm -hmm. and hope that people like, you know, what, what I'm delivering, what I'm doing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And there's a lot of restriction and all you can do is the best mm -hmm. you can. Okay. Um, 
Now, there, I've heard a lot of stories about ad-libbing in anime and stuff like that. In the stuff that you've done, how much leeway do you find yourself getting? Not very much. Okay. Um, and there's, I feel like there's always a struggle between um, Americanizing a show mm-hmm. and staying true to the original Japanese. Mm-hmm. And if it's too Americanized people complain. It's too close to the Japanese. It doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So you have to find that happy medium. Mm-hmm. Once in a while, I get the, the freedom to sort of put my own spin on it. Right, right. Um, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes <laughs> it's like, it's this is the way they delivered it in Japanese. This is the way the character is going to do it. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you, you never know how much freedom you're going to get. <laughs> okay, so um, what roles have you found to be the most challenging to do uh, in your career? Like stuff that either tested you or stuff that made you, that tested you, but you felt great afterwards that you were like, just like, ah, oh, yeah, it feels good, you know? Um, well, recently I've been getting sort of complicated characters, mm-hmm. so... Um, that are pretty pretty deep, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's it's difficult to hit those emotions. Mm-hmm. Where you know, one minute you're taking a break and just hanging out, and then mm-hmm. the next minute you got to go back in and and scream about you know someone dying yeah. that you care about, you know, and and get that authentic emotion out. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that's very very challenging, mm-hmm. um, but. Once I get into the mood and once I get into that that feeling, I feel like I've I've gotten closer to these recent characters yeah. and and mm-hmm. I've been able to really portray what that emotion would be uh, mm-hmm. authentically. Okay. So um, was it was it that way with Kirito? Because he's a you know he finds himself usually as a loner from what I've seen in the series, but also he has people that he cares about, Asuna. Uh, chief among them, but he always ends up, you know, wanting to do the right thing and stuff like that. But in the next episode, but in the very next minute, he's like, "Yeah," you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he goes through the whole gambit of emotions, and uh, it's it's sort of it was tough, you know, to to hit those things the right way and to not sound like Rin at yeah, the same exactly. time because there are a couple times where I, you know, I, I let my my voice get a little raspier, I let myself kind of cackle a little higher, yeah. you know, and and I couldn't do it. So I had to just step back and adjust and, and try again. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it seems as though you like Rin and um Kito are very very similar characters. But um, it's like, wow, how hard was it to keep those two separate? Like, um, I mean, pretty difficult. I mean, we're on Rin Patrol daily. <laughs> like, it's we wanted to, we spent a lot of time and, and just a ton of time making sure it's an entirely different character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, um, have you have you been able to see the English dub yet? Um, no, I haven't. Actually, the dub is premiering here at Anime Boston, the first two episodes, and uh, I really want to catch them. Depending on what my schedule says, I really want to catch them because um, my friends talked me into uh, watching Sword Art Online last summer. Um, I had people calling it Sword Awesome Online. Yeah, so. <laughs> nice. I haven't heard that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That was what one of my buddies who's actually here at the convention as an, atten- as an attendee um, called it. He's like, dude, you got to watch it. And so I was like, oh, okay. And I was I was hooked. I like that. So. I like that. Sword awesome online. <laughs>
That's the new marketing campaign, I guess. <laughs> there we go. Well, it, uh, when you get a chance to, mm-hmm. to see it, um, if you try to catch a little Blue Exorcist before, mm-hmm. you'll mm-hmm. see that it's entirely different. That's another show my friends have been telling me to watch is uh, Blue Exorcist, and um, I, mean, I guess I'm going to have to now because it's like, well, <laughs> he told me to. <laughs> yeah, you got to check it out. Another really, really good one, mm-hmm. and uh, coming out on DVD very yes. soon, very soon. So that'll be something to look for. I guess that's what I've been waiting for is the dub. <laughs> um, so on a completely unrelated note, uh, what made you transition from kickboxing to voice acting? Well, this I find incredibly interesting because <laughs> we got the Jean-Claude Van Damme stuff. <laughs> and then we got well, it wasn't, Jean-Claude Van Damme. It, it wasn't like a, a pure transition. Like all I do all day is kickboxing and now I'm going to give that up. And now all I do is voice acting. Mm-hmm. I did both of them at the same time. Okay. Um, and I still do kickboxing. I'm just mm-hmm. not competing right now. I, yeah. I, tra- I train other fighters and mm-hmm. um, I'm still in the gym all the time and I still teach. Um Fortunately, I've just gotten busier as a voice actor, mm-hmm. and I think that's just the path I was given. You know, I I I, I would have liked to work on things and and gotten larger leads and, and mm-hmm. roles before, but I feel like sometimes it just takes time to get into it, and mm-hmm. when things match up and things are right, they they just sort of happen. Yeah. Um. So I'm <laughs> I'm running with it. You know, I, mm-hmm. I love it. I have fun every time I get in the booth, and. Uh, you know, I feel that I'm I'm really fortunate to continue to to book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, continuing with the kickboxing tangent here, what role has martial arts played in your voice acting? Does it uh, does it help you with breath control? Does it help you with frame of mind? Yeah, uh, actually, a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things I find easiest about games and anime are fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, some fight scenes. Let me, <laughs> let, me, let me correct myself. Some fight scenes because some are just gnarly. Um, but uh, recreating like impacts mm-hmm. or efforts of attack mm-hmm. uh, are very similar to some of the sounds you would make uh, doing forms in mm-hmm. martial arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually been hit. <laughs> so I know what it feels like to get kicked in the face and yeah. kicked in the stomach and... I can sort of replicate that, you know, mm-hmm. remember it and uh, do it again in the booth. Excellent. So um, I was actually that actually kind of takes up um, the next question. When you go for effort sounds, because you have to, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. How hard is it for you to not get so animated that, you know, bad stuff starts to happen? Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely a challenge because you move too much, they can hear you moving, yeah, or exactly. you'll punch the mic and <laughs> get busted. Um, it's, it is a challenge, but you, you sort of develop that skill. Yeah. Um, and I feel like with this job, there's a lot of learning on the job. Mm-hmm. So you can experiment uh, you know, in your own booth or, mm-hmm. and record things and see how they sound, but until you're in there and you're given something and you have to hit it in a certain amount of time mm-hmm. and you have some you know people watching you you don't really know what's going to come out mm-hmm. sometimes the sound that you wanted to come out doesn't come out and they're like oh perfect that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking about goodness and, yeah. well, and sometimes it's like well that was a nice warm up exactly. good try um, but it, it's it's all about developing that skill mm-hmm. so i've i've taken the movement out and i can sort of replicate mm-hmm. those sounds now Without uh, without moving too much. Yeah, and I'm sure the martial arts has helped with like you know lung capacity, bringing it up from the bottom 
because I mean, you know, I've taken enough martial arts to know, but, but, um, when, but it also, I assume it would also help with breath control, especially for those long screams, especially what Kirito has in Sword Art. Yeah, he has some insane screams. Like, it's almost animalistic from what I've heard, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Um, actually, we, we sort of separated some of those. Mm-hmm. Um, from the other line, so we like starred next to him. So we recorded um, all of my speaking lines, and then we would do 15 minutes of screaming <laughs> at the end of the session. So I wasn't like, you know, do a scream, and then I'm like, okay, Asuna, come on, let's go, <laughs> kill my voice. Exactly. Um, along those lines, um, how did you do that without hurting yourself? Because I mean. As you can see, my voice is gone from last uh, from last night. Thank you, Bruins, for that wonderful loss, by the <laughs> way. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, how do you do how do you do that without hurting yourself? Well, th- that's another thing. Going back to the martial arts, mm-hmm. um, I I teach classes mm-hmm. and. I yell. Mm-hmm. I yell in my classes. I yell for an hour. Mm-hmm. Whether it's kids or adults, I'm mm-hmm. screaming at them. <laughs> so my voice has gotten stronger. It's conditioned, mm-hmm. um, and. I mean, I still blow through my voice sometimes. It's really gnarly. It's not impervious to these insane screams, but it's gotten stronger. Yeah. Um, and it's something you develop, just mm-hmm. like a muscle. Um, so yeah. you practice it and, and get better at it. Mm-hmm. So um, are there any other projects you can comment on this time, personal or otherwise? You know, like, not just anime, but, like, anything in general, you know? Um, anything you want to plug? Any charities? Anything like that? Man, I I wish I had something to plug. I, I wasn't prepared to plug something. Um, I mean, the the main thing that I want everyone to see is Sao on Tsunami. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I really feel like it's my best work, mm-hmm. and it, it showcases uh, the actor I've evolved into and I've mm-hmm. I've grown into. Um, and I hope there's lots more, mm-hmm. lots more to come. Good. So uh, it seems as though you guys are going nuts over this with uh, Tsunami. I mean, every single time I hear something going to Tsunami, it's just the voice actors are like, oh, my God, this is so awesome, you know? I mean, it's it's sort of like a dream. I mean, it, it it's everyone can see it now. Mm-hmm. And there's no there, there's very minor restrictions for people to see it. They just have to stay up late enough to yes. watch it, or set their DVRs. Or set their DVRs exactly. DVRs count as ratings, folks. There we go. There we go. So. Um, and that's that's just awesome. I, yeah. I wish uh, Toonami took Blue Exorcist also. I'm as excited as a lot of people for SAO, and I know this show has a lot of detractors. I mean, Twitter seems to be just like this void of, like, unrelenting negativity towards Uh, everything. But as useful as it was and as instrumental as it was in bringing Toonami back, so... um, Yes, I've heard some dissension and stuff like that, but at the same time, I'm hearing much more. I'm hearing more and more and more people just saying, yes, this actually works for Toonami. And, um, and uh, you know, I, cannot, I could not be happier for you, Jeremy, and the, and the rest of the crew, because this is, this is absolutely huge. I, I think this is a great, great um, uh, pickup for Toonami. Yeah, I think so, too. It's just awesome. It's <laughs> awesome. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much what we're all about here is Toonami. Um, so, yeah, any, uh, any final words for the uh, folks on Toonami, on the uh, Toonami Faithful podcast? Or anybody who's watch it, who might want to watch uh, SAO? Uh, definitely check out SAO. You won't be disappointed. You're going to get hooked just like I was. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it. All right. Well, 
Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. That was Bryce Papenbrook. I am very happy to have gotten to meet this man. Normally there are press panels here, but I'm the only guy here. I kind of feel I, I feel kind of bad, you know? No, it's, it's <laughs> awesome. We had a, a nice conversation. That's yes, cool. Yes, we did. And, um, yeah. As it turns out, Bryce does have stuff that he wants me to plug, so we'll take care of that for him. You can check him out on his official website at www.brycepappenbrook.com. You can also check out his Facebook at facebook.com slash actor Bryce Pappenbrook. Also, he has an Instagram that you can check out at www.instagram.com slash Bryce Pappenbrook. And don't worry, we will have links to all three of those for you so you can get directly to those if you feel so inclined. There's a lot more coming from Anime Boston 2013 from the Toonami Faithful Podcast. So stay tuned because you ain't seen nothing yet.